government is one of our biggest sponsors of standards, but they also sit on a lot of our formal committees and help shape the standards that can then benefit other stakeholder groups, businesses, consumers and civil society. They're really fundamental in their role in participating in the standards making. But also we support government in their key policy objectives. Um, so we sort of, we really talk to them about the areas where they are focused on and see where standards can help. Bringing you the stories behind the standards. This is the BSI Education Podcast with Matthew Childs and Cindy Paragill. Today's episode is on standards and government. Hello, my name is Matthew Childs, and this is one of our special mini episodes of the BSI Education Podcast. I think from now on, I might start calling them bite-sized interviews. Did you see what I did there? Well, anyway, this particular bite-sized interview is me in conversation with my colleague Sahar Dinesh, BSI Government Engagement Manager, about the relationship between standards and government, a snippet of which you heard at the top of the episode. As we've mentioned on the podcast before, a standard is an agreement between people about what good looks like for making a product, managing a process or delivering a service. And getting to this agreement is a group effort. The group is made up of a wide range of people who have an interest in the subject of the standard, who want to improve the way things are done and can make a meaningful contribution to the process. These standards makers might be individual experts of all ages working at the forefront of their field. There might also be nominated representatives of professional bodies and academia, charities and public interest groups, and government. Government also has a keen interest in the use of standards by organisations. When used in the private sector, standards create incentives to follow internationally accepted practices. They can encourage innovation and growth. And through using standards, organisations benefit from improved operational efficiency, products and process improvements, and access to markets. And when used in the public sector, standards play a key role in supporting other government policies, including for competitiveness, innovation, trade, the protection of consumer interests, environmental protection and public procurement. Where appropriate, they offer effective alternatives to regulation or can be used to demonstrate compliance with regulation. So in my conversation with Sahar, we talk about BSI's broad relationship with government, the ways in which government get involved with standards making, about how standards support the delivery of government policies, and also where BSI goes next with its relationship with government. But it wouldn't be the BSI Education Podcast if we didn't delve a little bit into our guest's personal story too. Before we hear from Sahar, a quick reminder that for more information on BSI Education, go to bsigroup.com forward slash education. This link and others on the themes raised in this episode can be found in the episode notes. Do please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts and share us on social media using the hashtag BSI EdPod. And if you have any comments or questions about this episode or previous episodes or even ideas for future episodes, then do please get in touch at education at bsigroup.com. We really welcome your feedback. Hey, Sahar Dinesh, welcome to the BSI EdPod. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Now, we should say from the off that we do actually work together, though we've only seen each other once in just over a year for obvious reasons, haven't we? But despite this, Sahar, I'm going to assume you, you're still absolutely ecstatic to be here, right? I, 
Absolutely. That is a very fair assumption. I am absolutely ecstatic. As a big fan of the podcast, I'm very excited to be here. Well, as we, yeah, we now call people uh, pals of the pod or pod pals. <laughs> so uh, thank you for being a fantastic supporter. Now, obviously, I've got you on to talk about the relationship between government and standards. But in time-honoured fashion, which I think we can say that now after 30 episodes of the podcast, I want to know about your own standards journey. So where did it start for you and where are you now? Yeah, well, I my background is um, engineering. I'm a structural engineer by background. So I, I guess my journey with standards started just straight the minute I went into uni because it's one of the first things you you learn about as a structural engineer is um, the sort of the world of standards and how you, to utilize them to build buildings or, you know, to design structures or civil engineering related or mechanical engineering related activities. So. I guess I was I was very familiar with them from day one, um, and I was always fascinated by how much detail had gone into them. I can I could only imagine how much hard work um, had gone into making a standard. Obviously, back then I didn't really know how these these documents were produced, um, and but they were always really interesting and part of my part of my working life. And then after working in industry for a while, um, I started working in public policy. And you sort of spot standards in lots of aspects of government work, whether they're referencing them or using them as a means to compliance. Um, they are dotted around everywhere. Um, so when I did join BSI just over three years ago, I did feel like I was on familiar ground. Are you a young engineer who wants to change the world through standards? Well, every year, BSI and its partners offer young engineers the chance to take part in the IEC Young Professionals Program, All Expenses Paid. The program brings together the world's upcoming expert engineers, technicians and managers and provides them with opportunities to shape the future of international standardization in the field of electrotechnology. The next IEC Young Professionals Programme will take place in October 2021 in Dubai. Find out why you should apply at bsigroup.com forward slash education. Now I'm going to put you in the, we have categories for this when we ask people about their standards journeys. Either people were seduced or sort of stumbled or steeped. Now, given that you, uh, you've you been working with standards since university, I'm going to put you in the steeped category, steeped in standards, if that's Yeah, right. I think that's a really good, yeah, definitely, definitely embedded in standards. <laughs> now, BSI obviously is the UK national standards body. So I'm interested to find out, you know, what is its relationship with the UK government? How does it work? Yeah, so BSI actually has a memorandum of understanding with the UK government. Um, in effect, we're appointed by the government to be the UK's national standards body. Um, what that means is it's our role to maintain the national catalogue. We have about 6,000 or so national and international standards, and it's really our job to make sure that if they represent UK um, stakeholder requirements and they're kept current and up to date and are available to those that need them. Um, and also we represent UK interests in the international standards organisations. That's a really big part of what we do as the national standards body. Really relevant to what I do, a big part of our 
activity is to also help government use standards to support public policy objectives wherever they can. So government really um, is quite linked with so much that we do in BSI. So you said 6,000 st- 6, standards. There's probably 60,000 standards in the National Catalogue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, add a, we'll just add an extra 54,000 in there. That's absolutely fine. That's no worries at all. So who are we talking about here? Are we talking ministers, civil servants or both? Yeah, I guess both, all of the above. We speak to civil servants and regulators who use the standards as alternatives of regulation or in support of regulation wherever they can. Um, We also speak to senior government representatives like your ministers or senior civil servants um, so that they can use standards um, in more of a strategic way to maybe enhance UK's global position or to enable trade um, or to be able to become more strategic in how um, businesses and industry and consumers um, utilise standards. Now, obviously, we're talking about the the UK and the the BSI being the national standards body for the UK. Now, obviously, there are other national standards bodies around the world. So is that sort of relationship that we have with government, is it the same for other NSBs? Um, That's a really interesting question. No, a lot of countries, their national standards bodies are actually part of government. Um, I guess it's a testament of how valuable governments see standards. Um, But here in the UK, BSI is independent. Um, Government is one of our key stakeholder groups, but they're not the only ones. We also have business, consumers, academia, and it's important that we maintain that multi-stakeholder balance in the standards that we make. Um, And and that's one of the key characteristics of BSI standards and makes them really unique, is that sort of consensus we develop with all these different stakeholder groups. So that's a sort of formal connection then between BS, sorry, between uh, BSI as a national standards body with government. But how about the ways in which government and policymakers actually get involved with standards and standards making? Yes, multiple ways. Uh, it really keeps me busy. Um, I'm sort of all the time because government are really engaged with what we do at the moment and are really connecting us with us. Um, government is one of our biggest sponsors of standards, but they also sit on a lot of our formal committees and help shape the standards um, that can then benefit other stakeholder groups, businesses, consumers, and civil society. They're really fundamental in their role in participating in the standards making. Um, But also we support government in their key policy objectives. Um, So we sort of, we really talk to them about the areas where they are focused on and see where standards can help. Um, One of the interesting projects we're speaking to government with, uh, with at the moment is around online harms. So government is shaping a new regulatory framework and it's about duty of care on companies to improve the safety of their users online. Um, It came from the online harms bill that was announced in the Queen's speech in 2019 um, and included a government white paper and public consultation that we've contributed to. And the bill is really about making sure that companies take action to tackle online harms that that threaten the safety of their users. So speaking to government, it's really, we've, it's becoming more and more obvious the role standards can play in providing a good solution for some of the trickier challenges around this legislation. Um, 
in a way, regulation is really useful when there's a market failure if consumer safety is threatened. But regulation is only UK based and doesn't reach those companies that are based abroad or stream content here. But also when it comes to something like the online world where the technology is just transient and changing, how can you regulate a technology that may evolve or change daily? You know, or there's multiple stakeholders all speaking different languages with different objectives. It becomes really difficult for government to shape that regulation. I guess this is where international standards can help. Um, standards are dynamic documents. They can they are regularly reviewed and updated. Um, they're also market led. So it's not just government that are shaping the norms of what good would look like in such a complicated landscape. It's the platforms, the providers, the businesses, the consumer groups that then decide and help shape what good practice in this area um, would look like um, through through sort of coming together and shaping the standards. Um, but most interestingly, um, standards can help change behaviours. In many cases, organisations do want to do the right thing. They just don't know how to. And a standard can provide the guidance on the steps companies can take to protect users and help embed good practice in an organisation. Do you want to know more about the role and purpose of standards in the modern world? then BSI's free online course, The Power of Standards, is for you. Through its three modules, you'll learn about what standards are, why organizations use them, how they are made, and how and why people get involved in standards making. The course is designed to last around 30 minutes, but you don't need to complete it all at once. You can stop at any point and restart again later when you're ready. To find out more, visit bsigroup.com forward slash education. It's interesting you mentioned that actually about those changes behaviours. That the the last episode we produced on standards and certification, which you, you can find on the feed, was just about that about how standards are changing that culture and behaviour in an organisation about how they can constantly improve what they do. Um, I just think then. Uh, Sahar, as a sort of final thought, you know, what's next for BSI in terms of its government re- government relationship and and standard supporting government policy? Where do we go next? Yeah, I, I guess next is really to enhance our message to all corners of government. Um, not all government departments know who we are and what we do. In many cases, government departments are looking for standards or are, are thinking about shaping standards, and they don't realise they have a national standards body that's here to do quite a lot of the heavy lifting for them. Um, we still need a lot of engagement to make sure we can, we are recognised and we reach all those government representatives who are looking at standards um, and help them to use standards in a more strategic way. But also, um, BSI is the national standards body for the whole of the UK. And one of my next tasks, as you know, is to enhance our link with the devolved governments, with Scotland, Northern Ireland and Wales. Um, Each of these devolved governments, they have their unique areas of interest and strengths and standards can support their work. And BSI is really um, in a position to be able to support them and we want to work with them closer and help them utilise standards to deliver their policy ambitions. My thanks to Sahar Dinesh for our contribution to this episode. 
To find out more about how BSI engages with government and policymakers, and for details of our online short course, The Power of Standards, which includes a section on the relationship between standards and regulation, check out the links in the episode notes. You have been listening to an episode of the BSI Education Podcast. To find out more, visit bsigroup.com forward slash education. You just heard a stripped media production. 